is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. So today I have a very special guest today that I'm very excited to talk about. Please welcome Ellen Alberson right here from Midlife Whisperer. So Ellen is a psychologist, also registered dietitian. She has an amazing more than 25 years of background of her life work right here. What we are going to cover is that she have helped many entrepreneurs and bringing the life that they really want. To improve and making their best chapter, like the next chapter, the best chapter of their life. So today we're going to discover how you come back to self-compassion, knowing yourself again, bring out your energy, and move forward with what you really want to know, and also what is really who you really are. So please welcome Ellen today, and yeah, let's talk about it. So thank you so much for joining and stuck with you today, Ellen. Thank you, Matita. It is so exciting to be here to be sharing with your audience. Thank you all for being here today. We're going to share some big nuggets of wisdom. So I encourage you to like sit back, grab a pen and paper because you're going to want to get this all down. Yeah. So before we get into your knowledge, though, but how you get into this journey? Why you enter to the wellness journey? Yeah. Yeah, well, first, you know, in the, in the entrepreneurship too. So I have I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. My dad's an entrepreneur. Both my grandparents, all four grandparents, were all entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneur since I was like twelve. I had a candle making business when I was a little kid, and I just love entrepreneurship. And I think you know it really dovetails with the wellness because when you're an entrepreneur, when you can. Deal with your workaholism. You don't want to be, an, you know, the problem with being an entrepreneur is you can work all the time because there's always more you can do and you're passionate about your business. But on the flip side, being an entrepreneur actually gives you the ability to create a lifestyle that you love, so that you can take that walk at two o'clock in the afternoon with your dog if you want to. You can take that, get good sleep at night, deal with your stress, and you've got to find that that work-life balance, which is a, is a real challenge. Now, I got into the wellness sphere. You know, I've always been interested in wellness. My mom. Mom was very interested in nutrition. My grandmother was interested in nutrition. So I kind of come from this line of people who are really interested in health, well-being. My parents have always been super healthy. They're 91 and 92 right now, and they're still rocking it. Oh. Um, I first became a registered dietitian uh, 30 years ago because I really wanted to help people transform their bodies, the way that uh, their health, their well-being. And that started me on a long path of not only learning the best foods to eat, the best way to move your body. I also became a personal fitness trainer, but then later on becoming a coach and then a psychologist because I wanted to be able to have the tools to 
to help people make the changes. Most of my clients, some of whom are entrepreneurs, we all know what we should be doing, right? We know we should be eating more fruits and vegetables. We should be eating a whole food plant-based diet, moving our bodies every single day, getting seven to eight hours of sleep and dealing with stress. We know all the things, but we're not doing them. And so for me, it's been this journey of both continually growing my knowledge about health and wellness and the things coming down the line are so powerful. Even now we're seeing more, more woo, more meditation, right? More, more modalities like Reiki. I'm also a Reiki master. More information about the microbiome and the importance of nutrition for feeling good, looking good, your mental health. And then, you know, as a psychologist and a coach, I've really learned how to get people to make those changes. Because so often we want to do all of these things and we wonder, why am I not, you know, eating right, getting sleep, taking care of my body? And so my work has been so much informed by learning to love ourselves to health, not doing it because I hate my body and I need to lose weight but because I love my body and I want to feel good and live a long, beautiful life. So I've been working with midlife women since I started my career before I was at midlife. Those were just the people who were attracted to the work that I was doing. And they were the people that I really loved to help because I think that midlife is this juncture where we, um, we have this opportunity to transform our bodies. We have been not paying attention to our health and well-being, our body's like, hello, <laughs> things start to happen as the hormones shift. I mean, at any point in our life, we can make these changes, but I find midlife is really a transitional period of time, kind of like we think about puberty, right? Where we're getting all those hormone changes, we're having to, to have change our relationship with our bodies. Midlife is kind of that period as well. So I just love working with midlife women. Also just love working with entrepreneurs because I understand how stressful it can be and how exciting it can be and how easy it is to sit in front of your computer all day and ignore your body and how important it is to take time for yourself and how recharging your body batteries can actually make you a more effective, uh, more successful entrepreneur. I, I noticed something. Um, it, it just come across from my mind. Uh, women, for example, um, we have to come across this hormonal journey every single month, right? Along with the menstrual time. Like, and it's so hard to control. Like, you can see my breakout over here. Like, mm -hmm. it's so crazy. And especially, like, I'm in the 30s right now. I'm going to about to go to the midlife and i know like i'm seeing my mom she's just like next room over here um like she keep complaining in the past 10 years that i see her like from starting wearing glasses and the hormone like getting down and so on like what do you suggest to like from my age going forward to prepare ourselves of the energy balance Oh, that's such a great question. Well, I think it's great to start as early as possible, right? Because the better you take care of your body, the better you're going to sail through challenges, whether that's, you know, monthly having, it sounds like you're having PMS, moving through menopause. So the, the key things really are diet, movement, stress relief, and sleep. So in terms of diet, the best diet really is a whole food plant-based diet. And that doesn't mean that you need to become a vegan, but you can. What you want to be doing is eating more plants. 
So more fruits, more vegetables, um, less processed and refined foods. So I say pe to people, you know, eat more plants, don't eat anything your grandmother would have eaten. So all of those things with all of the additives, you know, the things that come in packages with names we can't pronounce, all of those additives, what happens is those kinds of foods create something called inflammation. Inflammation is really at the heart of all of our disease, all of our imbalance. And when we eat lots of processed food, lots of refined carbohydrates, those things, we kind of often crave them. The food industry is really good at creating foods that are high in sugar, fat, and salt. We want those foods. They have a lot of, of they're tasty. We've have kind of have to retrain our taste buds to enjoy those natural foods. When we eat those foods, it really triggers inflammation and all of the pain that we're experiencing, the disbalance that might show up as breakouts or, you know, feeling stressed out, waking, all of those things are related back to that inflammation. Conversely, that whole food plant-based diet, all of those plant foods are filled with what's called phytochemicals, plant chemicals that can actually help to reduce the inflammation. And what happens is during menopause, when estrogen goes down, so that's that, you know, that main female hormone, estrogen goes down, inflammation goes up. And so we need to eat more of those anti-inflammatory foods, less of the processed foods. Now, movement, super important. Movement, if we could put, you know, exercise into a pill, boy, would somebody make a lot of money as an entrepreneur? Uh, we can't, but the good news is that movement is something we can all do. What movement does is, it, you know, it helps reduce that stress. It helps you with things like, you know, the emotional eating when we're like long and a half that threesome with Ben and Jerry's, right? Because we're feeling stressed out. It helps you with sleep. It helps with, you know, creating more muscle mass and more better bone density. These things that we can do throughout our life cycle to increase our overall well-being. So movement is super important. Something I tell all my entrepreneurial clients, get a standing desk. I have a standing desk. So I sit and I stand. Have it here. All right. Good for you. Do you use it? Yeah, I do. Good. So it's not just about moving and doing that 30 minutes or so at least a day, but it's also moving throughout your day. You'll have more energy. I have a lot of clients too who get those um, those uh, those uh, walking desks. So it's like a treadmill yeah. desk, right? That you can yeah. do that yeah. as well, which is awesome. So you can move your body throughout the day. You'll have more energy. Your mind will be more focused. Movement also really helps our mind, as does that, that whole food plant-based diet also helps your mood. It helps your mind. We're understanding that it builds what's called your microbiome which are the trillions of cells that live inside of you, but aren't your own body cells. It builds a healthier microbiome. So movement's super important, but not just again, that 30 minutes, but you know, you want to make sure you are getting the, the aerobic activity. You are doing some muscle, some strength training to keep that muscle mass up since we lose our muscle mass throughout every decade of our life. Then you got to manage the stress. I mean, a little bit of stress is good. As entrepreneurs, we need a little stress. We need to know I'm doing this podcast today. I've got this report to, I'm reaching out to these clients. These are the things I'm doing. But too much stress, again, is going to put you into that inflammatory state. Your body is going to generate cortisol, which is the hormone of fight and flight. You want to keep that under control. So you have to learn how to manage your stress. And there's a million ways to do it. We talked about, you know, movement, yoga, meditation, journaling, listening to music, playing with your pets, doing more of those things that you love. Got to get that balance. It's, it's so tempting as an entrepreneur to work all the time. And I know I've been there, I've done that. It's going to lead to burnout. You don't want that to happen. You've got to find productive ways to manage your stress. And then the last piece is sleep. 
sleep is so important. Sleep is when your body heals. It does that repair work. It resets those appetite hormones. It resets, you know, the bone, the muscle, all that stuff grows and heals. So you want to make sure that you're getting seven to eight hours of quality sleep every single night. And so that's really about turning off those screens, creating a bedtime ritual where, you know, you're not on a screen and at least an hour before you go to bed, getting a ritual. So doing again, the meditation or listening to music or taking a hot bath or shower, doing something that is relaxing, maybe reading a little bit, making sure your room. So getting back to sleep. So you want to make sure that you've got a ritual that you are um, doing every night, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, preferably with you know the the rhythm of the earth. So when the sun is setting, you're getting ready for bed, rising with the sunrise, making sure that your room is cool, dark, and quiet. Uh, really watching the caffeine, not having any caffeine after noon time, making sure not to have alcohol. Alcohol can really interfere with that deep REM sleep. Um, and sleep is just so incredibly important for your well-being. So those are, you know, the four areas that I recommend people work on, whether you're, you know, you know, trying to create this life balance in your 30s or going through the, the hormonal changes that accompany menopause. I have two questions from what you're saying. One is about in case someone like at my age, right, like when I'm in the 20s, Usually, usually at the 20s, they are like all in. They're not going to care about how they're going to feel. They just like go get it, you know, like they don't care about how they feel like as in health even. They just like go get it because they just like the college and okay, just like want to chase the dream. Like at the 20s, usually that's that's the time. Like you have the highest energy and you should spend that. Like, you know, like that. that's like normal people feel. So when the energy is starting to slow down, and the health cannot catch up, how they start starting to reset the health button again. So that is the first question. Second one though, if they can already start doing so, then what's next for them? Um, those are great, great questions. And I remember that time in my 20s, right? Like move, going, going, going. You got to flip the equation, Yutita, and those of you who are listening. You want to focus on feeling good. And having your business be centered around feeling good, thinking to yourself, what is going to make me get up in the morning? This is this, this concept called ikigai, right? This concept of my purpose. What's going to help me feel good? And focus on feeling good and having your business be part of feeling good. Am I doing this because I am creating value in the world and serving people, making the world a better place? When you when you really lean into that feeling good, that's when you start to manifest like crazy. I think we miss this manifestation piece where we think that I got to do it all on my own. And we forget that we are part of this loving universe that wants us to succeed and that wants us to be part of creating a world that is a better place. When we think about it in terms of who am I? What am I here to do? What is my passion? What is my purpose? And how do I feel good doing that? So starting with the equation of this, you know, flipping it and saying, instead of I'm going to work as hard as I can, and I'm going to like get on this treadmill of like, no, no, I'm going to focus on feeling good. When we feel good, 
we create more good in the world. And so I don't know if that answers the second part of your question of just sitting back and asking yourself, you know, what's going to bring me joy today? What is going to help me to, to feel my best? How am I taking care of my, my body, my mind? Where's my mindset at? I mean, I'm in this fear of lack. If I don't like, you know, do a million posts and get a million people following me on TikTok today, that my business is going to implode. And I'm on this fear treadmill where I'm on this love and joy treadmill where I just have faith that the universe is here for me and that, you know, my business is connected with my life purpose. And that uh, that part of that is to, to feel as good as I can. So that energy is really going to magnetize and attract my ideal client to my services and to my goods instead of the sense that I have to like, you know, it's like, I don't know if you know the, the you know, Prometheus, that myth of, of Prometheus, who's like pushing the boulder up the hill. I remember that, like pushing the boulder up the hill. And eventually the boulder is going to come back on you and flatten you. It's going to happen. You're going to hit that burnout place. But instead thinking about, okay, how do I make it joyful as I'm climbing this hill? And part of that is, you know, really connecting with your core values. So your core values, what you stand for, it's something you should do, you know, as your brand and your business and as your personal kind of life mission. When you know what you stand for, it's your GPS device. It will tell you, okay, is which way to pivot, which direction to move in, thinking about like how that's going to connect with your ideal client. So knowing your core values is really helpful. Checking in with yourself throughout the day, noticing how's my energy today? How am I feeling? Am I pushing that boulder up the hill that's about to fall back on me? Or am I, you know, gliding up the hill and enjoying the view? What about in case? No, not in case. I mean, for those, for those of the viewers who are already in the 40s. So I, I just jumped that ahead. I have uh -huh. like two set of viewers. So those who are already in the 40s, who are already like on the fence of leaving their corporate jobs and they already started a side hustle and, you know, they're already like, okay, whether I'm going to do this full on or I'm going to keep this two for the time being. And they're already overworked. They already have a lot of commitment at hand. And of course, their health also all over the place. But this is not going to be only one person commitment to change the way that they're going to put their health first. What would you suggest? Yeah. Um, well, you can't give them an empty cup. So it's really hard to do both. I mean, when I work with clients who are trying to create that side hustle, I usually don't re recommend quitting your job. But I mean, I think, it, you know, because then you then you have to start, you get the extra stress of worrying about the paycheck. So, you know, I recommend, you know, doing some financial planning, sitting down with financial planner, really looking at your books, you know, seeing how, how long do I have to stay in this, you know, corporate role before I can move to the next thing? Because it is really, it adds additional stress when you're trying to make your side hustle. But I find a lot of people are ready to make that leap, but they're really scared. And so really understanding that, you know, at some point you have to step outside your comfort zone. You've got to, if you really have this side business that you really love, that's really starting to do well and that you project it, you know, being able to really be able to fulfill the income that you want, it's time to seriously think about, you know, giving your notice because you can't do both, right? We have, an, we have a finite number of hours, a finite number of energy, and it's impossible to give everything to your corporate role, to your side hustle, to your personal life. So I think I mean, the people I've worked with, generally, they're really scared 
to take that leap. But once they do it, they just feel so much better because all of a sudden it's like the universe abhors a vacuum. So when you, you know, quit that corporate position, all of a sudden you have all of this energy for your business, but really you want to make sure that you're, you know, like, do you have enough financially to sustain you for the next six months? You don't want to like just quit and be like, I have to rely on my side hustle to support myself. You want to make sure that you have enough of that foundation to be able to do it. You know, maybe, you know, if you do have a partner, talk to your partner, see how you're going to handle and do all of this. But I have to say all of the entrepreneurs I've worked with, every single one is like so happy that they made the leap, whether that leap means, um, you know, leaving a corporate job. And I have so many clients that they just want to be in like, um, you know, tank tops and flip flops, you know, writing that book, doing that. A lot of people are, you know, doing something like a multi-level marketing where they're getting the support or, uh, you know, starting a, a speaking business, you know, making sure you've got a foundation for that business. You've got a business plan for that business. You've got the support that you need and enough financial backing to get you through at least the first six months or so, so that you don't stress out about paying your rent and being able to, you know, provide for your family. How can they know that this is their calling? Like this is the time that they should making decision to pivot. Oh, that's a, that's a big question. You know, you have to listen to your heart. You have to tune in and just, you know, get out of your head because the intellect can sort of, you know, your, your brain wants you to stay safe. So your brain's going to be like, don't give up that steady paycheck, you know, that pension, all of those things. Then you have to really listen to your heart. Again, aligning with those core values and and seeing, okay, is this thing I want to be doing? Is this is this in alignment with my core values? Is it the right move for me? Following a path of heart is really about courage. The root of the word courage is core, which is French for heart. So tuning into your heart and saying, you know what, is this the right time for me to be doing this? Is this the right what my calling really is? Um, and then, you know, praying for support too, and just sort of asking, you know, the universe, like, give me a sign, show me that this is the thing to do. And really, and then so many of us don't ask, right? We need to ask, we need to ask like, okay, this is the thing that, that is truly in alignment with who I am. I also recommend think back to when you were a kid, what was the first thing you wanted to be and do when you were a child or when you looked at adults and you said, you know, when I grow up, that's what I want to do. I know for me, when I was five years old, I knew I wanted to be a writer. It's a big piece of the work that I do. I just knew that. Like, how did I know like what being an author would be at five? But look back to that, certainly getting some coaching, you know, getting someone else's opinion, getting some mentoring, joining mentoring groups, listening to podcasts like yours. I mean, you you have to be able to tune in to your own genius and thinking about what is my bliss? Maybe thinking back, you know, when I'm 80 years old and I look back to this moment, what do I want my life to have stood for? Do a little bit of like, you know, soul connection when you, you get to the end of your life. Are you going to be happy that you went for that dream? Or are you going to be, you know, unhappy if you put it on hold and you got to a place in your life where it's too late? It's almost never too late, but you get to a point at some point where it's like, okay, it's too late to do that thing. Um, and, you know, also there's lots of ways that you can just kind of put it out there and test the waters, you know, create something, show it to your friends, you know, show it to your, you know, your ideal clients, get it in front of people and get some opinions, do some, uh, you know, do some testing, do some marketing and see what sticks and, and just really what makes you feel joyful in life. It's all going back to what I said earlier about 
doing more of what makes you feel good and lights you up. If it's lighting you up, if it's bringing you joy, you're going to connect with your audience and really feel excited about what you're doing. How can you, uh, wait, I, I just come up with this question and I forgot. <laughs> Uh, all right. Have you ever made a wrong decision ever? Of course. I mean, you're going to make a wrong decision. I mean, and, and that's part of, you know, part of what I teach is something called self-compassion. One of the elements of self-compassion is common humanity. We all fail. We all make mistakes. We are imperfect beings. Mistakes are how you learn and grow. If you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're stepping outside your comfort zone, you're not going to get it right, right away. And so we need to reframe mistakes and looking at mistakes as stepping stones on the road to success. The more mistakes you make, the more you're learning, the more you're growing, the more you're going to figure out what's right for you. But the, the point is when you make a mistake, don't be like, oh my God, I was so stupid. I can't believe I did that thing. But like, okay, poor baby, you made a mistake. How did you learn? How did you grow? And how do you prevent that from happening again? For me personally, I, I can say that I suffered for a while regarding to self-blame. Like I blame myself so hard when, when like the result of the way that I make that bad decision and it costs for years. For example, I couldn't come home for a year regarding to something that I made. And it was COVID and there is no flight to fly back home, something like that. Like, And there are consequences afterward that I couldn't control. And I was a control freak back in the days. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of better now, but still I'm working on it. <laughs> so how would you suggest? Like I'm, I'm working on it for real, but yeah, um, <laughs> this is not good, but I'm, I'm talking about this control things like almost every episode, but I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it's great to remember the serenity prayer, which is about, you know, God grant me the uh, you know, ability to know what I what I have control over, what I don't, and you know, and know the difference between the two. So understanding what do I really have control over on my life in a regular on a regular basis, and we really have that's part of that is taking responsibility for the things that that I am for my own personal happiness and well being. That's really what we have control a large amount of control over, and the other big piece. Um, the Tita, and for those of you listening, is treat yourself the way you would a good friend. If you had a friend who made that mistake, what would you say to her? You wouldn't be like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you did that. You need to stay away from home for a year and not see anyone and beat yourself up out. And of course you wouldn't. You would say, I love you. I care about you. I'm sorry you made a mistake, but I still love you. I still care about you. And how can I support you? So when something is like, ouch, this really hurts, instead of like the, the Buddha talks about, you know, um, kind of the double arrow, right? You um, do something wrong and then you shoot yourself on the foot on top of it because you did something wrong. But instead, like, don't do that second arrow. Don't beat yourself up because something went wrong. Instead, you apply this compress of self-compassion where you think, gosh, if I had a friend who was going through this, what would I say to her? What would I do? What would my tone of voice be? So it's essentially treating yourself the way that you would a good friend. And it's so compassion is so powerful because it's both a life vest and a parachute. So it's a parachute when we want to step outside our comfort zone. When we want to be like, okay, I'm giving my two weeks notice. I'm quitting my corporate job. I'm going for it. I know that if I fail, I can, you know, have got this parachute 
to be supportive towards myself when things go wrong because they're going to go wrong. They absolutely are. We live in a world that there, you know, chaos is part of what happens. And then the other piece is that life vest. So when you know, I know yourself, you had um, you had a health issue, right? I had a health issue too. I got cancer last year, and so it's this life vest of like, oh my gosh, I'm going through cancer right now. How can I be there for myself? every day, every moment and treat myself like a good friend when I'm going through surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, more surgery, because I have a genetic mutation, stay alive instead of saying, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Poor pitiful me. It's like, no, sometimes life sucks and life throws you lots of curveballs. But to understand that you have this ability to be there for yourself and also to understand that everything is really happening for your highest good. Like my cancer diagnosis was so difficult for me, but I grew and learned so much more. And I'm such a happier person on the other side of it than I was before. It's changed my life. It's changed my health. It's changed my business. But looking at it through this lens of both self-compassion of how can I love myself through this? And also this lens of this was a change that really helped me to grow and become wiser and to become a better human. Oh, wow. That's so, wow. That, that sentence. How can you, when you change the lens that you look at it, how can you love yourself with that lens? Like that's, that's it. Like that's, that's all I did for me. Yeah. Well, that's so powerful. Yeah, indeed. Like it depends really like how you look at things that happens to you and it's already changed the way that you perceive things, especially how you mirror yourself already every single day. Yeah. yeah, it's mindset, right? So we can, you know, we have stories and our stories are powerful. And we can look at our story and say, oh my God, I failed. I messed up. I mean, I failed so many times. I've had so many businesses and so many you know, things that didn't work, but it's all brought me to this moment and I can reframe my story and say, okay, I learned all of these things along the way. I gained all of these valuable skills, ability, wisdom, and now have these um, beautiful opportunities like being on your podcast to inspire other people, other entrepreneurs, other women at midlife, other women going through things to really do their best, be their best self. And I would say another thing too, that's super important too, is don't get engaged with the self-comparison game, the social, you know, we're always like looking at somebody else thinking that their lives are so much better than ours. And it's such a trap, especially with all of the social media to look at social media and go, God, everybody's living this incredibly incredible lives, but me, that's all BS. They're suffering and struggling too. They're just showing you like their, you know, their best self. The only person to be in competition with is yourself. And that's a friendly kind of competition, you know, to, to do your best every single day, to not care what other people think about you, to be grateful for all the amazing gifts in your life and to just show compassion towards yourself and all beings and see your business as this incredible opportunity to make a difference in the world. Yeah. I think that's already challenge enough to like fight with yourself every single day, to be very honest with you, like. Yeah, it's already challenged enough, but wow, that's so amazing. So Ellen, like, how can we learn more about your wisdom then? I just, just Google the Midlife Whisper. That's the Midlife Whisper. I am the only Midlife Whisper on the planet. I own the trademark for it. So you can connect with me there if you want to work with me. If you've got a question, a comment, I have a podcast called Rock Your Midlife. I have a book called Rock Your Midlife. I'm on Instagram as the Midlife Whisper. I've got a Facebook group as well, but you can get all that information by just going to the Midlife whisper and also have a free gift there, which is 10 tips to rock your midlife. And if you're not quite at midlife yet, uh, if you don't identify with that, 
that time you're like, these 10 tips will still help you. It's really the encapsulated wisdom. So I encourage you to grab that. That'll get you on my mailing list so that you can get more nuggets of wisdom. And I would love to know what you are struggling with and how I can support you. Thank you so much, Ellen, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. My pleasure. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.